for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Oh, it's grand final day. We're so excited. So much to get through this morning on the show. Premiership star from the Cats, James Kelly, to join us very soon. We'll touch on the game and, of course, our marketplace where we're buying and selling something in the world of sport. But let's get into our favourite segment each and every week. It's Moons' six-pack. Over the top to Mooney. Aiming at a career-best six right here. Runs it and gets it. Moons' six-pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Moons, this week we thought we'd take a look at the best mm-hmm. grand final moments. This uh, century? This century. We couldn't go too, can't go too far back. Can't go too far back. I haven't got a good memory. Yeah, and yeah, so we couldn't go too far back. From the turn of the century, we're going to take a look at your top six moments. Um, what's your favourite moment yourself? What, what What's your moment? Oh, kicking five in a grand final. Okay, perfect. That's you know, a great one. I know you asked me you if know. you could ask yeah, that thank question. You, thank Squeeze you. it in. Thanks so for bringing that up. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take a well, look. Well, no, I only say that because... You've got to remember my grand final eight years before that when I didn't touch the bloody thing. Yeah, right. So it okay. was pretty special for me to get a kick or a handball. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. Then, you know, yeah. so I was pretty excited about that year. Yeah, no, you've done well. I would, let's, let's not harbour it, though. We're going to go through the best six that you've got uh, in your memory. So let's start off, mate. Now, these, are we going in particular order? Yeah, we're yeah? Going, I'm going to count them down. I, right. I wasn't sure about it, but I do have a couple of favourites that I would like to put up the top there. So I'm going from number six and... In 2016, we're going back to the Bulldogs Sydney Grand Final. When after how many years was it? 54 years for the doggies. Yeah, it was a long time. Would have long been about time. That long time. And I, and I put this in because I spent a little bit of time there myself and Matty Scarlett spent a little bit of time at the dogs, so I got to know these boys pretty well. And to see Liam Picken kick that goal and sew up the Grand Final was a pretty special one. Good kick gives Picken a chance. It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. 62. There we go. Listen to the audio. Sorry there, Bruce. <laughs> uh, fantastic moment for the dogs, of course, uh, winning that grand final. Commentary and is everything in a grand sometimes final Sometimes you moment. take oh, – of course it is. But sometimes you uh, – certain clubs just turn up every, I don't know, seven or eight years and find themselves in another prelim or another grand final. And um, – Mm. For whatever reason, some clubs just don't. So well, it's, sometimes what, a few what was Melbourne, What was Melbourne's draft um, uh, drought? Theirs that was, was fifty odd years, yeah, wasn't it? Sydney was seventy odd. Yeah, so we were forty four at Geelong. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it is. Few. It's unbelievable when you get to do it. At number five, uh, twenty twelve. Now this is. I've got a bit of a funny story. Can I do a little bit of a funny story? Yeah, please. So I did a lap of honour uh, as a retired player that year because um, I retired the year before. Yep. So I jumped in the car with Brad Ottens. We're doing a lap as we drive out. Obviously, I just didn't even think about it. Then all of a sudden, oh, my God, it's Hawthorne supporters. I spent the five oh, yeah. minutes doing a lap copying absolute abuse. Yeah. <laughs> the worst <laughs> the worst lap of honour of my life. 2012. Thanks for 08, you dickhead. Oh, <laughs> like, I just copped that all the way around. So, in the end, I was pretty happy that Sydney got up, and it was only because of Nick Melcheski. Unbelievable, the Swans. As we said, 70-odd years. I actually did the ba- – oh, 2005 was the seven, yeah. 72 year. I did the boundary uh, for SEN or, and AFL Nation in 2012, and it was – jeez, it was a good game. It was footy. a great game. It was a great goal. And the celebration – and when you when they show that 2012, that's the that's the moment they yeah. show. It was That celebration was incredible. Uh, at number three, this one's very close to my heart. Um, 2009, it was the great Maddie Scarlett Topok. Spills it, but a clever soccer by Scarlett to Ablett from 18 metres. 
And he goes on and kicks the goal, Paul Chapman. Incredible scene. Well, now, what were you doing? So I'll tell you what happened. So I was playing on Zach Dawson. Well, Zach Dawson was playing on me, I should say. And we were at the top of the um, top of the 50. And as Steve Johnson's kicked that ball into Gaza, who was all by himself, I've started to turn to take off inside 50. Zach, great play, came off me and spoiled the ball. And I thought to myself, oh, no, I've just lost us two grand finals Cost in a row. another one. I couldn't believe it. And then Scarlo comes through, toe poke, ablet. I'm still running inside 50 thinking this is my chance for redemption. I'm going to take the mark in the goal square. I'm going to redeem from what happened in the year before. And Maxi Rook come the other way. Boom, cleaned us all up. The ball fell down. Barcode of Chapman, Chapman goal. Chapman Worked out okay, but finish. I would have preferred to kick the goal myself. How, how, how was your game leading into that moment? Uh, the game was okay. For, it was a wet day. It took... But we would have been confident going back kicking. Oh that yeah, I kicked I kicked two goals that game, yeah, okay. so I was, I was pretty confident. But you know, I wasn't going to miss another one from the goal square. I could tell you. Uh, that, and there you go. Like that topo. I mean, who knows? The game was already tight or close or equal at that stage. I think so, it was equal. Chappie puts us up by a goal. Yep. And then a couple of minutes later, rookie kicks one after. But side. what about if Dawson affects that? Goes, goes down the other way. The end, I'm, I show I, the replay. I keep you're running. At, you're at the back. <laughs> Standing at the punt I road keep end. running through punt road, out the back, and just don't come back. Never come back again. Uh, okay, at number three, uh, one of the greatest goals that we've seen in grand final history, let alone this century, is Dom Sheed. Sheed from the boundary. Needs to be inch perfect. He is. He's got the most impossible goal. Unbelievable. The most acute angle in footy. Uh, been a pies man that yeah, really that hurt. just ripped we your had heart the play going in, inside 50 they rebound and the way they move the ball down mm. I'm not saying that there was a free kick against Maynard but there was there was not a freak <laughs> that was not a shepherd whatsoever <laughs> anyway an incredible finish and in fact it was just an incredible it. grand final yeah it was. and you're right it started from McGovern's intercept mark and then the way they went down the other end Collingwood kicked the first five goals of the game I'm thinking here we <laughs> go by how many by how many? But I did see a meme during the week. Uh, obviously, the Brownlow um, with uh, the two Dacos boys, Nick Dacos obviously just mm. missing out. But there was one game when they played West Coast this year. It was a close game over in WA. Josh Dacos, one vote. Nick Dacos, two votes. Dom Sheed, three votes. And didn't West Coast fans let Collingwood fans know about it? The Dom Sheed cost Nick Dacos a Brownlow. The Dom Sheed effect. Yes. It costs uh, us again. Okay, number two, something that uh, has only happened twice in our history, and obviously uh, they are so rare that you have to put this at number two, is the 2010 drawn GF. Oh, Here we go, Wales. Hayes belting the ball forward. Johnson quickly off the mark. Milner at best. Ball bouncing. Oh. Scores a level. Oh, no. What are you doing next week? It's going to be a draw. It's unbelievable. But it's happened. I'll tell you what I was doing next week. I was having my Bucks party at Melbourne Races. I'll tell you what I was doing next week. I was at the game. I went to a wedding in Bali. <laughs> are you serious? Yep. Oh, so wow. I watched the grand final from Bali the week after. I went, I was sat in the Ford pocket directly opposite from where Milne's goal was. So Milne's goal yeah. was in the members' forward pocket. I'm at the punt road end diagonally across, thinking, I can't believe Colin would have lost the grand final because from my view, yeah. he's run into an open goal. Yeah. And then what do you do next week? Well, I'm in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a wedding. 
so uh, and I was, not able to yeah, go. Yeah, we were supposed to be at Melbourne Race uh, at Flemington um, for my Bucks party. We, that got cancelled because there was no races that of day. Of course, in the yeah, end. yeah, of course. So we had to scramble and find a pub. Oh, so you still the Bucks day? Yeah, still had a Ducks uh, Bucks day. Found a pub, and I can probably say this now, but if you had have had a, someone had have been there, it would have been twenty five players suspended because we're all betting on on the grand final <laughs> that day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we backed Collingwood to the hill. Yes, right. And um, in the end, the next week, obviously they came in and smashed it. But it was a stressful day. I, it's it just grand final in general. Unless you've been on the end of a couple of Geelong wins where you've won by yep. a mile, Sydney last year, and then Port Adelaide in in seven. They're stressful days, and you finish the day pretty exhausted. Mate, you as are a as a supporter. You are exhausted. Yep. It's yeah, that's why they, that's why supporters. Everyone goes, "Oh, that was a horrible game." But supporters of the winning team will go, "Best day ever," because yeah. they knew at half time they relax. could just relax and yeah. celebrate and enjoy every possession. Yeah. Okay, number one, uh, one of the greatest. Oh, it is for me the greatest individual moment. And listening to the call, we're talking about calls before. One of the great calls by Steve Quartermo, the Leo Barry mark. Cox throws it onto the left. One last roll of the dice for the oh. angle. Uh, incredible. What a moment. What if you a actually mark. go back and watch the play, so Leo Barry's the one that kicks it out of side 50. So he gets a kick in. I think it was from Melcheski. He gets the kick in, takes his time, kicks it down the line. I think it was Cox marks the ball, kicks it back into, yeah. say, close to the top of the goal square. Leo Barry has to come from about 20 metres and sprints to this contest, hits the pack as hard as you would can imagine and somehow sticks the ball in his hands. Like, it is... Incredible, Mark. And literally, if you watch this, if you have a look at the photo, I think it was one of the West Coast players. I can't remember who it was. The other ruckman that was playing that day had his hands right behind yep. the pill, ready to mark the ball. Would have been a mark. Would have been a set shot after the siren. I I'm trying to weigh up the percentage of how much the commentary does for any of oh, that sort of stuff. It, because it, it does me, add to it. Because I think if you look back now, and if Steve Cordman goes. Now the ball goes inside 50. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a good oh, defensive great. mark. Mark, yeah, Leo, Barry. Mark. But the whole moment is built around his commentary, mm. which just adds to it. So there you go. That's Moons' six-back. Leo Barry in 2005 with the mark, winning the grand final for the Sydney Swans, which was an absolutely incredible game. Hey, it's going to be a big game this afternoon. One man who's got three premiership medals around his neck, neck is James Kelly. He's going to join us next on the warm-up, all thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. Good morning, everyone. Happy grand final day. Can you believe it? It's finally here. What a day. Great sunshine out and about for the grand final between the Magpies and the Brisbane Lions this afternoon. It's going to be an absolute cracker. We've got a big show on the way. Everything AFL grand final as well. James Kelly, three-time premiership star for the Cats. It's going to join us uh, a little bit later on. Looking forward to that. Plus plenty of other stuff to get through, including your six-pack Cam Mooney. As I welcome you in, mate, this is a fantastic day. Good morning. Yes, it is. Greatest day on the calendar. Oh, even though I say that probably every week in the finals. Yes, I know. But, but it does build to this day, particularly when the sun is shining and you've got such a glorious day. Can't wait to get to my buy and sell because... I do love a day grand final. Yes. Uh, I just want to – I don't want to harp on this, but the public holiday, yes or no? Horrendous. Yeah, I'm not – Absolutely horrendous. The I, fact that it is still going is still a huge mistake. 
Yesterday's parade was outstanding, but when that city is completely packed, and I remember doing it, and I got to do it uh, four times, when people are hanging out the buildings, their work offices, all yeah. of those times, and not to mention how much money we make, uh, you know, yeah, for Victoria a, yeah, or for city, Melbourne, yep. for the city, yep, uh, huge, huge. Why they don't do it on the Monday? Do it all on the Monday if you're going to do it. Yeah, people have, can still go away, and then anyway, yeah, don't get me started. No, sorry, I shouldn't have. Thank I actually God. I apologize thank for God. that. Thank but God he's gone. Grand final day. Well, <laughs> grand final day. We're not political on the show. Grand final day in Melbourne. It's a hot one. Yes. 30 degrees today. Um, as someone who hopes the black and white army get up this afternoon. going to be a lot of cramping this afternoon. Well, I'd imagine it's a, a tough lot. one. Like, I feel like it's Brisbane conditions and we don't need that. But, um, no, look, it's it's, it's We fantastic. had a hot one in 08 yep. and I, I think I cramped yeah, late What's in the, the third quarter. What's going into the game or in a situation oh, like well, that? N- nothing really. I mean, you yeah. just prepare as normal. You hydrate as much as you can. Um you know, there's some players who overhydrate. I shouldn't say overhydrate, but they drink so much that they're literally going to the toilet every five yeah. seconds. Yep. Um, but all you can do is just hope that you, you can get through it. A lot of massage uh, during the game. As soon as, every time you come off, you get a massage on your calves just to try and uh, make sure that you get through the game. Yep. Yeah, it's a funny one because we haven't had amazing weather. It's been a couple of nice days, but uh, realistically this big 30s mm. come. A lot of gels and all those kind of stuff. A lot of players take all that stuff now, yep. so there's probably probably less excuse now to go in. We'll talk more about the game a little bit later on. We'll go through the ins and outs and some of the matchups and, and whatnot. Norm Smith's because we like having a bet on grand final day, first goal kickers and the like. We, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But in terms of what that temperature does, it must have some impact and it must favour the Brisbane Lions, do you reckon? Uh, yes. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, they are used to the conditions, but as I said, I think everyone is trained so well now and our dietitians are, are so brilliant at what they do. Um, like I said, a lot of gels and all these stuff that they have now that I I don't think we had it back in those days and we used to have a little bit. Yep. But what they have now, I mean, there, there really is probably no excuse that they'll be – They'll be juiced up with all the right stuff, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Uh, Grand final day for many people is very, very different. Some obviously do go each and every year. Some Mm -hmm. people are lucky enough to go each and every year, even if their team's not playing. Um, It's a bit of a corporate day in terms of the crowd. Um, There's only a small amount of people get to go from each particular club. And I know that's been quite a stuff around this week with what's been happening with the tickets that is but, ev- sure. but every yeah but every club complains this time of year yep. for this game that their members don't get enough of an opportunity which is 100% right which is the case but i guess this week's been more around how it's been distributed compared to how many you actually do get grand final traditions is an interesting one because as i said not everyone gets to go to the game some people have never been to a game before no. so they do the same thing potentially every year they might go to someone's house the same house or might host every year it's just it's one of those things, if your team's not playing, it's quite an enjoyable day. You're it sort is. Of, and I used to love it when I was younger, and you'd have the TAC Cup on first, you'd have the reserves That's what on. we need to bring back, a game before the game. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I don't think we do enough in the pre-game in terms of entertainment to warrant not having a game. No. Do you know what I mean? Like It's not like that we're going, hey, we'd love to have a game, but we're building stages, we're doing this, whatever. No, we like, roll we, out there up there, Gazali, every yeah, year. I mean, come that's on. That's fine. Do it oh, half. Give me a game I know. That. I would love to see it. Look, I just don't feel like in this particular environment now that the VFL, if you want to call it that, um, which it is the VFL, mm. but of course the, the East Coast, I don't – that league is just – it's so watered down now yes. and lost all the tradition that I'm not sure it could hold its own 
Remember the day yeah, when you were really right. young and they used to do the grand final marathon from midnight? And they yes. used to just play grand final after grand final. You'd hardly go to sleep. And then you'd wake up early as you could yeah. to watch the uh, was it 18s or 19s at the time. And then you'd watch the reserves. And my brother in 1995 played in the reserves grand final for Sydney against North Melbourne. I got to go to that. Yeah, it was wow. unbelievable. Yeah, I miss to, those days. I used to try and stay up all night. Like you'd get to one or two, maybe one o'clock as a really yeah. young kid. And I'd be watching a grand final in black and white. And I think, I look back now, I think, why was I bothering? <laughs> I'm like, I was watching a grand final <laughs> when they had the diamond as the centre square, not, not the centre square. It's, yeah. I didn't know any of the players. Not one. Um, so, look, traditions uh, on grand final day, everyone has first goal, and Norm Smith, we'll get to that a little bit later on as well. But Remember I one of the great things the is, sweep. and we talk about over in America, they talk about, um, what's the trailer? Um, target ta- party. Target party, sorry. Yep. Trailer. Target. Re- running through the MCG car park one year, because uh, I was going from a, a function to another function, and it was actually a, a Hawthorne game. And actually ran into a bunch of Hawthorne people, ended up stopping and having two or three beers with them. Yeah, right. Like out, yeah. outside the MCG, yeah. it was... Little things like that where everyone sits outside, particularly today on, on days like this where you can sit out and enjoy a couple of drinks and then you go into the ground itself. And people still love do it and love doing it and been doing it for ages. I know a couple of games that I'd done pre-game, I'd go out you know, with the almost um, roving Brian mm. style and would, would go around to a few of those barbecues. Oh, we've been doing this barbecue. Yeah. We've been doing this for 25 years and this is da-da-da. And even, again, not even if their team is in or not, they still, yes. that's their tradition and go and do it. So... Uh, it is fantastic. One thing about grand final week, there's a lot of hangers-on. Yes. We talked about tickets last week. A I did lot. reach out to you during the week, but you got rid of yours, so I yes, couldn't get one of my mate hang. It was one of my hanger-on mates. Yes, there you go. <laughs> but Fev this week, he was all blues up at the Gabba. He's at Collingwood oh. training with the Brisbane gear on this week. There would be, I guess, back in when you were playing and build up to grand... On ne- never seen a week. man make so much money grand final week who never saw the day. Then Fev, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and to be honest, God. this is why he's making the money. I forgot that he didn't even get there. So in many people's eyes, he probably is a premiership player. Oh, he's a legend. Uh, now, Fev does well. I loved him and he loves to stir it up, which I think is fantastic. Um, but did you – what was what was it like grand final week, I guess, training and people being around and all of a sudden there's just so many people coming out of the woodwork and a lot of people all of a sudden – Sudden are coming out and saying, oh, I've always broke for the cats. And not saying they have it, but all of a sudden they, they're front and centre where you no, never the, see them. The worst one, like, that was great. I mean, supporters, you know, whether they, you know, they come that week only for that week or they come all year. You love your supporters when they come down to the footy club and all those type of things. But the worst one we, is grand final week. You would get a text message or a phone call of some relative that you've bloody probably haven't spoken to in 16 years. Yeah. Hey, Cam, any chance of a couple of tickets this week? Oh, you serious, Uncle Tony? Piss off. Come on, Tony. <laughs> You're Give kidding spell, me. Mate. Do you even know who my kids and, are, Tony? Um, and if you don't, and look, and because accommodation's um, pretty pricey in Melbourne, yeah. you wouldn't have a spare room that I could oh, stay in. Oh, mate, the amount of messages you get from mates from primary school I went to, I said, mate, I don't even remember going to school with you, bloody. Mate, yeah. mate, get away. Yeah, uh, ridiculous. So, um, look, it is a bit like that. Hey, one thing I really enjoyed during the week, and I guess we'll touch on the ins and outs a little bit later on, is that, um, look, Collingwood did rule out Taylor Adams earlier in the week. Obviously, yeah. stay was, Big call. That was, an, was an out for them. Um, so they just knocked it on the head, realistically. But what I love this week, and there was talk around the sub and what was going to happen was Jack Kinnaman's been the sub for the last or both finals yes. and has played a small part. But, and and ve- been and a very, been good. very good sub. Has been very good. 
Which uh, I assumed would happen this week because of the way that he's been doing it. Well, I thought everyone probably thought that because conversation is like, could he run out a full game if he played? Should they bring in someone else if he's only played, you know, 10 minutes in each game over the last... But anyway, cutting to the chase, Thursday afternoon, team's not released. No one knows what's happening. Oh, uh, well, Jack... Jack Ginneman's dad on Facebook. He's in the 22. Where we go, Pies. I reckon it's brilliant. Well done to Jack's dad. Oh, no, I dad. just think you've got oh, to just dad. hold back a bit. Club is looking forward so, to announcing so this. Colling- what if someone so totally Col- weren't playing? So Collingwood's come out basically and, and announced that Lipinski is going to be the sub. And we're all going, fantastic. How up front are they? That's great. We love that they're doing that. They've only done that because old man Jack has gone and spilled the beans. Yes. So Pat Lipinski <laughs> would have been – well, who knows where he's he would He probably would have known. He might have known he already. Known but um, I reckon it's great. The dad's coming out and getting around it. Um, there was a story. Who had money on someone kicking a goal? So was that was – I don't want to say – No, gold – Tyson Goldsack. Goldsack. And he, he kicked the first he goal. He kicked the first goal and his mum had money on it. Yes, and in he, the replay, he correct. Came in, he came in for Leon Davis he at did. grand final because Leon Davis dropped during the week, and uh, actually watched a bit of that footage during the week. That's why I know all this. <laughs> just <laughs> just bump myself up for, for this afternoon. But so, and they're like, oh, I wonder where he's going to actually play. But he was a swing man, went forward, kicked the goal. So, um, yeah, well what, done to Jack. Wonder Stad. what she had on him. I oh, would have been a fair bit. I Can reckon. I tell you, 2007, my mate messaged me uh, the morning of. He said, mate, you were paying eight bucks this morning to kick the first goal. And he goes, and I loaded up on you. Pressure on you. Paul Chapman kicks the ball from 55. I could have let it go. I take the mark on the line. Oh, Matt's match fixing. My mate was very happy with I me. I bet he was. And your cut was quite <laughs> healthy. Stay with us. Big show coming up on this grand final special. James Kelly to join us a little bit later on. Moonslow with his six pack up next. Best grand final moments from this century. That's all coming your way. All thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, you're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, this is The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. Number nine, James Kelly. One of the best I thought today. 2009 Grand Final. That was from Steve Quartermain and Luke Ooh. Darcy talking all over the announcements the on that day. Today, so Cal. if they could just shut up for five minutes so we could hear whose name was getting read out. <laughs> One of the best on ground that day, but didn't get the Norm Smith medal. But he joins us, three-time Premiership star from the Cats, also at Geelong at the moment, James Kelly. James, welcome, mate. Uh, that must bring back a couple of nice memories. Yeah, it's always nice, isn't it, days like today? Um, a few memories come back and some good ones and some bad ones. But, um, yeah, you're all just sort of grateful at the end of it to be involved in that sort of stuff, aren't you? Just listen cool. to that. Just Sorry, Kel, just listen to that, uh, that audio then. How good was it when Mike called your name out? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's one of those things, you know, people sort of always talk about those moments you dream about and think about. I think when I was a kid, I didn't really dream about being a premiership player. Um, but... You know, when you start playing, you sort of think about um, standing up on there, you know, in that day. But, uh, yeah, it's an, it's an amazing feeling. And um, like I said earlier, just to reflect back on that is, um, is really satisfying. 
Back in the day when uh, Moons was playing, he used to go and have a dart with him out the back and get him to read his name again, just standing next to him. So he uh, he, he liked it old gasp. But, um, he, that's how he got his rich voice. But it's uh, yeah, it must be a great feeling. Three premierships, mate. You look back now and think you see some clubs, and we spoke it off the top of the show. You know, I mean Collingwood again. I know Brisbane haven't been around for a while in terms of winning one or being involved in one, but the same clubs keep turning up. You know, every six or seven years and find themselves within the mix where other clubs just don't. I mean, Geelong have had an incredible 20 years. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like if you could dig right into every club and, you know, spend a year at each club and, and try to figure out the secret sauce, I, I don't reckon you'd, um, I don't reckon you'd find something that strings across all the clubs, but there, there would be a few things, but, um, you know, some of the, the intangibles about footy clubs is what makes them special and, and what sort of works for Geelong um, down here and um, wouldn't be the same as what would work for Richmond. So uh, it'd be really interesting, but always with clubs is everyone's trying to do the same thing. <laughs> the difference between the best clubs and the worst clubs really wouldn't be as much as everyone thinks. Kel, go back 12 yeah, months, yeah. go back 12 months yeah. uh, as a coach, on grand final day. Tell us about that experience and how you're feeling there compared to when you rocked up as a player. What, what, what did you find more nervous? Uh, oh, definitely as a player. Um, there's, it's sort of like you'd understand if everyone would um, when you're playing. There's a sense of nervousness and um, anxiety and tension in your body when you're sort of coming to the game, but there's a sense of calm because you're really in control of the outcome. You know, you know, if you play well, if you do what you have to do, you will actually really heavily contribute to winning. Um, you're probably more calm and less anxious as a coach, but you feel a little more helpless. So you, there's a little bit more wondering, um, you know, driving on the bus on the way to the ground. You're sort of just wondering and hoping a little bit, hope the players go well, hope we've prepared them well enough, hope have we covered everything off, all those sort of, thoughts and feeling as a coach but as a player you're just you know ready to roll up your sleeves and get into it so they're two really different feelings um and and, and different feelings at the end too as a coach you like you're excited when you win and it feels mm. great it's been a really long year but you i found i was just much more level when i was a player i was beaming i was like you know all of this carried on a bit that process has <laughs> gone into it i'm sore you know i'm swollen i'm sore and all this sort of stuff but as a coach you sort of you don't go as low and you don't go as high either, I think. I guess... Um, yeah, I've, and you're more just, you're just excited for everybody else. Sorry, man. I guess at the end of the day, when you've you won it as a player and you've got the players group and you're part of the celebrations that go on for all that time and obviously Man Monday and the like, as a coach, though, do you sort of feel like you're withdrawn from the group a little bit and you're sort of watching in instead of out? A little bit. You sort of... I don't know what it's like for everyone else, but I sort of withdraw myself a little bit intentionally. Um, I, I'm a real firm believer that football is about and always about the players. Um, you know, have a drink together on the Sunday, um, you know, the players get up on stage, all that sort of stuff. And that's, that's all I think how it should be. And after that, it's kind of like just let the players be with each other. I, I know what that yeah. feels like on the other side when you win and you feel like there's all these people hanging on you. But the most important thing for me, I think, is the players just spend some time together. Um, you know, just to muck around and slap each other on the back and have a bit of fun. So, um, But not wrestling yeah, because, like a, you know, we've seen what's no, happened during the week. I know it wasn't a premiership, uh, but it can, go, it can go Unlucky. Wrong. Oh, mate, like, honestly, if you had a camera on 
the last hundred bad Mondays at every footy club in the AFL. There would have been that many wrestles go on. Mm. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. He's, he's done a bad injury and he's pretty stiff, I think. You know, yeah. I, I, I did see somewhere today that someone had potential footage of horse getting the phone call. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that footage. You know, love horse, but... What? He's done what? Oh, it would have been <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> hey, Cal, when you look back, uh, 07, 09 and 11, um, can you put them in order or do you not try to? Uh, I try not to. Um, it's, sort of, it's a difficult one. You, you love them all for different reasons. Mm. You know, 07 was the first and, you know, we'd been through, that was sort of a build up over a, you know, sort of four or five year period leading into that for me. And then 09 was maybe the hardest game of footy I've ever been involved in. And then 11 is sort of where we were the underdogs a little bit. We weren't supposed to win. And we just sort of, you know, pushed through in the last quarter and won and Hawk did what he did and things like that. So um, you love them all for different reasons and you can reflect on them and, and really appreciate them for those reasons. But to, I think to rank them is, is a bit hard. Um but, yeah, like I said, they're special for different reasons. Just on that, um, just briefly, so you, you win in 07, you flog Port Adelaide. Was that was the result a letdown or a relief? Because what I mean by that is, it obviously, there was virtually three quarters you were celebrating. You're doing a lap it's, of honour. That's, that's, actually, that's actually the best way to play them out. Um, or, was it, or is it coming towards the end, say, in 09, when the siren goes and you get over the line? What was... I mean, I know it's a silly question, but... Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I think um, I probably, I think we're going into the Port Adelaide game, we were we were ready to go as far as we needed to go to win. And once you don't have to do that, like Moon's is sort of saying, it is the best way to play out the last quarter, enjoy yeah. it, you know, soak it up. You actually get your eyes up a little bit, you're soaking the crowd, and it, you just get a really warm sense. Um you know, of achievement for a longer period. Um, with 09, we had to bat really deep. We had to play right to the last quarter. Um, you know, it was still, the game was still on right until the end. So you don't sort of appreciate that feeling for as long because you're still in the trenches, you're still concentrating, you're still trying to find a way to win. Um, but then there's a probably that sense of achievement is compacted mm. into a really short period of time straight after the game. So Yeah, a real burst when the siren like goes. It. Yeah, the siren going, there's a sense of relief and achievement just hits you in the face straight away, whereas the Port Adelaide game, you've sort of got it and the achievement comes really quickly and then the, the joy and the um, sharing that time with the players out on the ground is really important, I think. And um, that's what it's about. Like at the end, of, at the end of the day, it's about the people next to you out on the field. So the more time you can spend with them, enjoying it, the better, I think. With Geelong, Kel, obviously not playing finals this year, um, and obviously been there for for so long. I think, it's, I think it's the second time the club's missed since two thousand and seven or two thousand and six. Is it a bit of a relief as far as okay, we can finally get a chance to maybe have a have a decent preseason as, as a group and as a club? Um, you know, players can get their the injuries looked after well before we come back to for Christmas or before preseason, and maybe this might be a little, a, little, a really good thing for the club. Maybe Blessing going in forward, the skies, yeah. maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I, I probably wouldn't say relief because <laughs> yeah, that's true. Really probably that's probably the, blessing oh, thank, in disguise is probably God the one I want. We didn't make the finals. Oh, God, I'm yeah. oh, he's going to sneak the in the way that they were. The arrogance of Geelong <laughs> yeah. Football Club saying, "Thank God we didn't make the finals for once." <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, thank God we had to go to you know Mount Hoffman in September. Um, no, I think I think the blessing in disguise is really good, and even just having a group of players and a group of coaches that are optimistic no matter the circumstances. So we didn't win um, enough games to make finals. So, and that's fine. You know, it's not ideal. It's not what we want. But going forward, we just make the most of the opportunity that's presented in front of us. And, and all the stuff that you're saying, players can get surgery earlier. They come back better. They come back fitter. Um, you know, we've got more time together to train as a group um, on anything we want to improve in the preseason. Um, everyone gets to go away and recharge and spend time with their families. That sort of stuff is, is really, really important and that'll bring everyone back fresh pre-Christmas, um, ready to get back on the tool. Mate, quick one before we let you go. Um, it's it's Saturday morning, grand final day. You're playing in, in the grand final. Pick whatever premiership you want to pick here. But when you're making your way to the ground, what's the day like until the bounce? How are you feeling what are you doing? Talk us through what the players are going through from you know the fans' point of view, so they can sort of soak it up themselves. Well, you're trying to um, you tr- like I think ideally you've got all your family and life admin done before yeah. the Saturday morning, so tickets and text messages, and you know making sure people are where they need to be. They know who to get their tickets. Ideally, that's all done on Friday. Um, so Saturday morning, like the mornings for me were just really normal. I got up, had a coffee, had a smoothie, went for a walk, had breakfast, just things I would normally do for any other game. And you, you know that it's not any other game. That's really obvious, but you don't need to, I think, you don't need to play into it and do something different because it's the grand final. You mentioned tickets, Kel, having a bit of a laugh a bit earlier. Um, did you ever get the uh, the phone call or the text message off the uncle who you hadn't spoken to in 13 years asking for grand final tickets? And could he stay at your no. house if possible? Did you love those family members? Oh, no. You get um, the ones that are really funny are like the person who worked with your wife or girlfriend 10 years ago. <laughs> you get it. They get a Facebook message saying, hey, long time. Can James get us some tickets or something like that? Or yeah, yeah. Like these people come out of the woodwork, which is fair. Like everyone wants to go, you know. But yeah, there is some strange ones that pop there up. There are some uh, drawing some long bows to try and get tickets. That's for sure. And Moons is filthy. We talked off air before we came on about obviously you being in the three hundred game club. You get two grand final right. tickets. Amazing. Congratulations. Well deserved. All what do I get? It. One Moons gets one. <laughs> one ticket. Yeah. Oh, am I going? I'm not going to a grand final on my own. He actually just threw it out. He didn't bother um, using it at all. Seriously. He's filthy about that he doesn't get two. He's like, what am I going to do yeah. with one? We actually, in the, the life members, we actually get cushions on our feet. Wow. Well, so. yeah, and yeah. rightly so. And rightly so. I just get stuff thrown at me. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Moons gets abusive. He does a lap of honour. And Hawthorne Some guy who's run up. water for 30 years at a footy club gets life membership. He gets two tickets. I put my body on the line for 15 years. I get one. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. It's not right. I, I don't <sighs> disagree with you. Uh, he's been whinging all week. Hey, mate, uh, quick tip. Enjoy the day. Who are you going for? Well, who do you think will win more of the point? Um. Oh, they're, yeah, they're probably different answers. I think probably Collingwood will win. So you're not going uh, for probably Collingwood. Going, <laughs> I'm going for Brisbane. You know, I coached um, 
I'm good mates with Joey Danaher and, I, and Connor McKenna and Lincoln McCarthy. So I, I feel like I've got a little bit of a connection to Brisbane. So I'd love to see those guys win, but you know, I probably think Collingwood will, will get the chocolates. Uh, fantastic, mate. Well, enjoy the day. Um, well deserved, mm. obviously, that you're getting the two tickets and we hope you enjoy <laughs> everything that comes with grand final day. Thanks for joining us on the warm-up this morning and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. No worries, guys. Thank Thanks you, buddy. Very much. James Kelly joining us on the show this morning, three-time premiership star of the Cats, of course, and... Uh, yeah, Geelong happy with having the finals off. The arrogance of it all is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stay with us. We've got our marketplace coming up, buying and selling. And, of course, we'll have a look at today's games. The Pies take on the Risman Lions at the MCG. It's the 2023 AFL Grand Final. The warm-up, all thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moods. Murphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're looking forward to a big AFL Grand Final day. We're going to touch on the game very soon, but one of our favourite parts of the show each and every week is the Marketplace. The Marketplace for Little Creatures. All creatures welcome. A uh, big day, and we'll sort of keep it grand final themed, I think, Moons. Yes. Uh, what are you buying this week? Now, I am buying, I love grand finals played during the day. Yeah, well, why? Because <laughs> I am a traditionalist. Unlike you, who's a corporate man, who's just thinking about the dollar. I'm this not th- is what it is all about. Look at it. The sun is out. The colour of just the world. Oh, it's you just said beautiful. This, you said this earlier about the colour of... There's more colour at night when no, the lights are on, mate. No, 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 no. That's that's not colour. That's made up colour. This is natural. natural. Natural light. Beautiful, beautiful green grass with a blue sky. You've got all the colours of the footy clubs. It's just the greatest slot that we will have. Do not move the time slot. I think you should move it. But anyway, if you want to keep it at 2.30. Yeah, yeah keep um, looking for your I dollar. Want, I want the TV. What are you buying? TV. I'm going to buy this week. Now, this is a little bit off-Broadway, but I found this very interesting. So last week in the AFLW, um, I'll let Tom Morris from SEN describe what happened, and I'll give my thoughts on it. Brisbane defeated North by two points. Now, Emma Carney had a shot from 60 metres out after the siren to win this game. But by this time, the Brisbane Lions theme song was already playing. So they didn't have any confidence <laughs> no that she confidence. could make the distance? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were right. She how, didn't. How, how far did she miss by? Oh, she was 20 metres short. You've got to know your limitations. <laughs> You've got to know. I love it. Play you know, the song. You get know off who the knew ground. the limitations? The person playing the song. <laughs> oh, no, they're going, come on. Oi! No chance. Put the song on. We haven't seen one kick from 60 for a long time. Oh, That's 20 metres short. I think it's great. Good on them. I'm buying that from yes. the uh, the Brisbane uh, match day. Well who done. Who played the song earlier. Well done. And I feel like different on grand final day, but if you're playing, an, uh, if it's your away game, no song when you run out, no song when you win. Yeah. No, probably when you win. You want it, If you're really? playing, so there's a game at Canadian Park. Yeah, that's okay. Fremantle beat Geelong. You're happy for Freo to have their song played well, after the siren. Well, if they, they're good enough to win down there, then the supporters Why deserve give it to, to them? Why give it to hey, them? You go first. What are you selling? I'm selling this week people who actively barrack against your team. And what I mean by that is today we'll have a lot of people. A lot of people today will be barracking against Collingwood. And I can accept that. 
but I'm not going to go to a grand final party or I feel sorry for people going to a grand final party who may barry for Geelong or Hawthorne and Brisbane get a goal and they're in your face going, come on the Lions, go Lions. <laughs> Get out of the way. Your that team's is a not typical involved. Collingwood supporter who has copped that his whole life. Well, come on. everyone hates Collingwood. I know that. But I just think I'm selling it. If you don't bury for Brisbane, just enjoy the game. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. Right. I'm what are you What I am selling thing? is the, the talk this comes around every year at the moment, which does my head in. Every player that plays that year gets a medal. Takes a village to win one and everyone should be recognised for the contribution. I think it's not to put on show. It's to know that you contributed to that premiership. As my great Andrew, mate Andrew Gay says, turn it up, Koch. That's Koch. Turn it up, Koch. Talking finals. Come on, mate. No, I'm telling you now, look, I played uh, 11 or so, 12 games in 2011. Uh, couldn't get there because of my body. And then in the end, they picked a young Tommy Hawkins, which was the best decision Scotty made. I was crying grand final day on the field because, you know, I was heartbroken. I didn't get to play in it. You a little bit hope they lost. No, no, there not at all because I wanted bit. my boys to win three <laughs> no. because they deserved it. Yep. There is no way in the world would I have felt comfortable walking up on stage and getting a medal. Ridiculous. You need to play the day that is simple as that. I played 1999 and didn't get a touch and I was embarrassed. Imagine not playing the whole grand, the whole final series because you played three games in the home and away. You got a medal. Number I'm emergency, sorry. Cam Mooney. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you can't do it. And I can get, tell you now, any player that receive would receive a medal for grand final that didn't play would be completely embarrassed. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's say uh, you got to get out of here. You're on air at ten o'clock. Yes, for I Fox am. I got to go. On the barge today. Beautiful um, sunny day. This is why we can't move the slot. So yes, fantastic. <laughs> Very good. You'll get a full day of it. Um, let's have a quick look at the game. Collingwood Brisbane this afternoon. Who is your, who's your tip? Uh, I am going to go Collingwood. I think it's going to be close. Well, we hope it's going to be close. And I. I just think Collingwood play the close game better than anyone else. Yeah, the start will be hugely important. Uh, subs are Lions and also Lipinski goes into the sub and give that of three weeks we'll ago. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's happening. Peter Moore is going to deliver the cup if the pies with yes. Matthews. Imagine handing it to your son. Couldn't be a better uh, uh, honour. That I would think. be just incredible scenes. Yep. Emotional so scenes. That'd be good. Well done for the AFL. Mm -hmm. I think the pies, obviously, I'm a bit biased. Norm Smith, I'm going to go to Goey. I'm going to Goey as well. I think he'll get Dunkley, obviously, but I just think he's I think the in game that, might suit him. I just think he's in that richer form. Yep. He'll, he'll dominate it. As long as it doesn't get too hot. Yeah. Mate, enjoy the day. Thank you. Uh, you too. Off, good luck. You're going to on the thing, and I'm going to be... Uh, no tears. In well, the hopefully there's crying, good tears. I well, I hope so too. Uh, that is the show. I hope you enjoyed it today. Enjoy the rest of your AFL Grand Final. All thanks to Little Creatures. It's going to be an absolute belter. It's the Pies and the Rhythm Lions from the MCG.